Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Hello there. I'm Ben Roy Taylor. This is different. It is, as my voice <laughs> gave out saying trying to say Ben Roy Turner, but the show must go on. We can't restart it again. The software doesn't like me, but I don't care. Um, I just thought we would uh, have a bit of a chat on what sort of franchises need to come back next gen, because once you start thinking about it, there's an absolute ton. I kind of feel like across the 2010s um, or this generation that a lot of major companies just doubled down on the stuff that they knew would work um, and just kept doing that over and over again, hence the Ubisoft formula or whatever. Um, so we put our heads together and thought of uh, various franchises that it would be cool to see again. Um, um, and I do need to address something with Mr. Benroy that he hasn't really heard of Legacy of Kane, which I've not really. What, what, what are we talking about again? This like old man stuff. <laughs> Gosh, mate, have you heard of Legacy of Kane, mate? Yeah, but honestly, mostly just because of you. Like I'd heard of it before, oh, yeah. but no one else talks about it as much Raziel, as you, Scott Telford. Kane. <laughs> no, I know they're yeah. all words that I've heard come out of your mouth so as, many times. Oh. As someone who is played many video games in my history i not enough i see a great copy of it in game station or mm-hmm. laying around somewhere else in like the back of a hmv you know that blue guy with the silly white eyes but i just it just yeah. didn't back in the era when you looked at the you looked at the case if it didn't sell you you're like nah i've How already got be- i've already got cane in my life the demon came. You're pain. Yeah. Um, we should. Well, we might get back to Legacy of Kane. I don't know if I can handle any more of that pain. But we're going to start with um, first-person shooter stuff, um, because both uh, Resistance obviously sat this generation out. Killzone had Shadowfall back at launch, and um, I did want to sort of roll in SOCOM as well. Um, it's worth talking talking about shooters and written through like the PlayStation lens, because obviously on Microsoft side, um, you had Halo, you had the Master Chief Collection, even though it took a few years for it to come together. Um, but Josh, you've kind of got a thing to sort of mention with how PlayStation haven't really ticked the box. Of first-person shooters they've just sort of ignored it yeah totally like this entire generation for as well as i think sony have done they have left a huge area of the market and a huge genre kind of underserved like you said we had that kill zone way back at launch it was literally a launch game which was pretty mm. decent and for my money actually had quite a compelling multiplayer mode but since then they very much made their bread and butter this kind of almost open world story driven character driven third person action adventure style game which is awesome and i think mm. we've had some excellent titles come from that but for me it's time for either Killzone or socom or resistance or anything that can essentially any franchise that can come in and fill this gap that they're just leaving because we could have a really great compelling like addictive multiplayer first person shooter franchise mm. on playstation 5 like it would be such a win and it would have it would be them kind of like accommodating for a market that they've just kind of they've just kind of given up even microsoft for considering they've got like halo and stuff they've also kind of moved away from it in general as well which kind of makes no sense to me because over the maybe past not by decade, choice on their side though well yeah the maybe that's halo. a part of it yeah the lack of exclusives but over the past decade i feel like 
you know, the first person shooter hasn't really gone away. Yes, sandbox games kind of became the bread and butter of this generation, but we've still had huge successes. We've seen the genre kind of like diversify with the likes of Doom, Wolfenstein, games like that, alongside, you know, huge multiplayer hits like Siege, Warzone, Overwatch. Mm. And I just feel like, where are the big first party games in this regard? I want them to come back, bring back an established franchise, make it as good as it can be, and essentially do for that genre what Sony has done for these kind of third-person action games this gen. That's what I would like to see going into... Benra, you're a humongous Resistance fan, which, is, again, you you message me, you're, I'm the only person that reminds you of Legacy of Ken. You're the only person that reminds me of Resistance. I don't know who... Yes. Where that comes from. So I have to admit that I didn't have a PS3 at the beginning of the generation, even though... Uh, when I saw the adverts for Resistance Fall of Man, I was like, oh my God, World War II and aliens. I need I oh, need this so cool. in my life. But uh, I, my mother got me a 360. Thank you for getting me that. But <laughs> I, then I just couldn't play that. So I was stuck in the land of Halo and things like that. But yeah, I've never played much of the Resistance games, but they've always, even when I had the PS3, it's weird because I had it for a hot minute. I bought it for, I bought a PS3 for Heavy Rain uh, get over that, everyone. And then I played <laughs> Uncharted 2, not Uncharted 1. And then it just sort of fell away into the ether of my just life while I was back on the 360 playing uh, like Model Warfare 2 there and that sort of thing. Mm. And I just feel like a first person shooter with like so, sort of like some real back into it, like just some real interesting sort of like premise like resistance where man and everything literally we, we lose and they mm. take sort of certain historical events like. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the meteor that crashed in Russia or wherever it was or Siberia, but uh, that actually yes. happened. And that's a real thing. They turned that into an actual like, event. I think mm-hmm. it's just so cool. I love like alternative history. Like, I think that's why Wolfenstein has also really jived with me. And looking back at like, this gen, first person shooters as they were have been lacking. But then I was trying to think like, Prey is one of my most famous, uh, famous favorite games of the generation, even though mm-hmm. it's more of an immersive sim and you don't really, even though it, you're first person and you're shooting, you don't really <laughs> call it a shooter. Yeah, yeah. I guess in terms of like, because you're saying the lack, and I guess in terms of like mechanical innovation, like I, for me, like playing something like Super Hot, I was like, okay, this fundamentally changes what a shooter is and you can, they can kind of build yeah. something around that. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of them bringing Resistance back. It's just, I never feel like with both Resistance and Killzone that they ever really caught on in the way that either of those companies wanted them too like obviously Killzone was marketed as the Halo killer which just always has the reverse effect anyway um, and then like Resistance like, it had like a solid run but I, I think I, maybe a few people know the Chimera as like an enemy set and things like that um, but then with SOCOM as well like that was a nice like you know militaristic shooter I kind of feel like they could do a Rainbow, C- a Rainbow Six Siege type thing with SOCOM yeah. SOCOM man that sorry Josh do you want to no, no. Okay, I just on. said that series was done so dirty when the what the, the great PS3 outage of whenever it was 2010, 2011, yes. 2011 I think. destroyed destroyed that game and basically killed the series. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I remember the the PS2 editions of like SOCOM, they were amazing. Like, I never got to around to using the voice chat, or using the online stuff, but right. they took that sort of like tactical squad sort of like like take it taking everything a lot more seriously like what i really wanted from a game and they brought that into it and mm-hmm. it was just so sad to see socom basically fall in its ass and die but i really want to know how sad <laughs> you are about this brand <clears throat> well it's it's just like when it comes to these franchises like scott said they didn't really have their time in the sun as much as they perhaps deserved you know what i mean they were solid experiences but a lot of people didn't you know play them they didn't think they were worthy of kind of like being called the halo killer or mm. whatever but i feel like now, Sony has this pedigree when it comes to their exclusives that they cultivated over the past generation that they could put these games out or bring them back to much bigger fanfare. We've seen the likes of Days Gone, which 
I'm, I'm so buzzing that I managed to bring Days Gone back into the discourse. Uh, you know, that game came out, it was a new IP. It didn't get amazing reviews, you know, like six and sevens out of 10, but it still sold well because the PlayStation exclusive brand is so solid. So I feel like now is the time to bring back a franchise like Killzone or Resistance or Socom or whatever. Mm. It would have a much bigger fanfare, it would be a much bigger deal. And I feel like it would get more attention just by association because it is it's a PlayStation brand. It's, it's already a known quantity. And at the moment, the best thing about PlayStation is their exclusives. And we've got this mm. kind of whole library and whole culture, essentially, at the moment of this is what Sony does. Pay attention every single time. It's a Worldwide Studios production. And I hope that if they do come back, they will be good and they will kind of have a bigger impact than they might have had 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would kind of hope like if they did like you know they throw up the PlayStation Studios logo and it's like a PlayStation Studios first person shooter for the next generation you give it all the bombast all that stuff that was initially sort of behind because when Killzone first came out that was like 2004 or whatever and it predated Modern Warfare's boom the, the military boom that became the late 2000s and that whole direction for the genre um, and I, for me though I just I've never thought that Killzone had that many differentiable elements to make it an identifiable thing like Halo had Master Chief and like you know all these like the Covenants all this backstory and lore and all these iconic weapons and all these sound effects and everything and then Killzone was like brown and grey and kind of just lame and I, I've played all of them and Shadowfall obviously they injected it with a lot of colour but it was kind of like what do you even do with that franchise how do you make it this identifiable thing and you know if you start doing that too much then you might as well just do a new IP um, but yeah I mean I think in regards to these sort of three series Resistance, Killzone, SOCOM um, SOCOM for me has the most to gain a bit in regards to like they can play into the siege mentality um, and mm-hmm. sort of do like you said maybe like a free to play thing that's available for everybody. Um, I must address the thing Mr. Benroy had written down, which is Kane and Lynch. You would like to see more <laughs> Kane and Lynch. Why no, would no, no. Why is the why why is why does the word Kane mean yeah. more to you in a Kane and Lynch context than uh, a legacy sorry. of Kane? So we all know what happened with this game with uh, Gangs. No, we don't. No, no one played that. All that. Uh, I got so it for my Kane, birthday, Scott Hill. I have so also played both of them. My grandfather <laughs> bought me this. You respect this game. But uh, <laughs> apparently, according to IGN here, has true intensive and the most shocking, in the most shooters like, since. Like, they got IGN for this one, but not GameSpot. I wonder why. Sorry, um, I've been shocked <laughs> Very true. It's uh, the legacy of Kane and... I was going say the legacy of Kane and Lynch, perhaps meaning more to some people than the, the legacy edition. of Kane itself. But the, the idea of Kane Lynch, the idea of like a gritty sort of like crime shooter where you're playing with another character in, in a mission that you, you don't know if you can fully trust throughout the whole sort of game. They're sort of mm-hmm. like... They're sort of bringing what we see in like crime movies and bringing it in, into that actual play and making it interesting. Like Especially the second one, how they took... Uh, they made it look like you were being followed by sort of like a hand. Like when you kill someone, they pixelates them out and stuff. The found footage cam stuff. Like I thought, that, yeah, if you properly, if you really wasted someone, it was all blood. Blood as if you you was almost watching what already happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to switch to the multiplayer, where the multiplayer was some of the most fun I've like had in a multiplayer. To be fair, they totally the did what Payday would go on to be known for first. Yeah, like all the high stuff. Yeah, doing like playing with this sort of team of people, and they're just not knowing if you should. Uh, betray anyone I think there was was nothing like it at the time so I would always obviously try and destroy someone from behind but like just let them grab the money but then you were slower as you had the money and just bam them in the face and then take all their shares like it was from top to bottom it was trying to do new stuff Mm -hmm. but I think because the first one was so rooted in sort of controversy and I think 
didn't I, I can't really remember i don't know if it, it just played nap or looked nap in certain respects but it had the ideas oh, but it, it just i wouldn't say it played well it yeah. wasn't it wasn't uh executed properly no i mean the, the, the whole thing with the original game was obviously like connected to the jeff gersman controversy with him yeah. like you know reviewing it badly being fired from GameSpot. it was a whole thing um but i always thought at the core of it because it was io interactive like behind the actual feel of the cover shooting it never actually felt that satisfying either and um, it kind of felt like you were making a cover shooter out of hitman mechanics which just I don't know, I know I, but there's stuff that you said though and especially on the multiplayer side like there there is maybe something to pull from it's just that like the ip itself is kind of tarnished for some people um i think there's something yeah. there like mm-hmm. it's 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 not a good couple of games like the first one especially <laughs> is unbelievably bland at least the second mm-hmm. has that cool aesthetic like ben roy said but ultimately i don't know there's something to it maybe it's because i got it for a birthday and i have a lot of nostalgia <laughs> for it but i wouldn't mind if they made oh. kieran lynch 3 I'd, I'd pop for it right if we're at e3 2021 and we get <laughs> get a high def version of like kane's head who i would barely <laughs> even recognize i would this, pop for it you know what i mean uh, do you this... remember that movie that's going to be made as well with um no! yeah. Yes. Uh, there was going to make a movie with I, who's the man who's in Die Hard I can't remember his name anymore Bruce Willis Bruce Willis was going to be in it and so was someone else I can't remember who else was going to be in it but, I don't know what even is this reality where people give a oh, what is this play? how do you I'm literally breaking how do you know more about Kane and Lynch and the Kane and Lynch movie than you know about Legacy of Kane it's an interesting crime fan- franchise surrounded in controversy it's Legacy history man Kane it changed written, our industry it was written, no, it didn't. <laughs> it got one of those prolific reviewers ever fired. Yeah, that but changed like, everything. No, it didn't. Legacy of Kane was written by Amy Hennig, who went on to do Uncharted. It's a massive mythological yeah, Shakespearean I'm glad vampire she, I'm glad drama. She finally found some really good success for Uncharted. I don't know what she. Did oh, I do, and I'm the only one who knows. But it's it's a bad time. The comments will surely let us know that Legacy of Kane <laughs> still matters. Hashtag. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh. next one down um, was Silent Hill. And obviously, we had the PT thing. There was a whole uh, you know teaser. That was potentially going to go on to become Silent Hills, but the franchise itself has completely sat out this generation, um, but seems to be impending something extremely soon. There's just so many rumors. There's so many potential teasers. Um, do you guys think it'll, one, do you think it's, it, it is going to come back? And two, do you think it's true that Sony have locked it down as a PlayStation exclusive? I've invested too much in the rumors for it to not be true at this point, <laughs> Scott Tilford. I'm going to have to spit a fake news narrative, even if it gets completely debunked, because I want it to happen so much. I need it to come back. Like, we had the teaser of PT, like you just said, uh, which got my hopes up and then dashed them. And then this new set of rumors that apparently is going to be, you know, the original team back creating something new, um, mm. you know, harking back to the originals, but not being a straight up reimagining like Resident Evil um, 2, and it's going to be exclusive. Like, yes, give me this franchise done well. It's been sitting out for like, what, 15 years now-ish, maybe even more. It's been a long time. There was a lot of guff that came out even after that exclusive to Wii mm-hmm. They had a top-down dungeon-crawling shooter version of that game. Uh, <laughs> Book of Memories, Shadow Memories, something like that. But memories, uh, no, after... After the room, and then that we slash PlayStation. There's downpour version. as well. One of them is really downpour. good. What one of them is the one where the guy rings you on the Wii and it's going to take phone calls. That's a really cool idea. So the room was the first one that was kind of people were like, oh, do we know this is good? And then there was downpour, and then after that, it kind of just fell into a pit of despair. Mm. Like um, it. PT is great and I still look at it on my PlayStation because I that I can't re-download it because sadly I had to delete it because I changed hard drive so it's gone forever. Ooh. But if you bring Team Silent back and just just 
it, just get them to do the first game or maybe the first three games. Are probably, you could probably do a one game per... Like, you could probably get away with selling those games individually if they were done mm-hmm. proper. Especially the first one being a PlayStation 1 game. But mm-hmm. if you, in this sort of climate where horror seems to be selling again, especially if it's marketed properly, and with the name Silent Hill, and with the buzz that seems to just be stewing around it forever and ever, like the Kane and Lynch franchise, it's just, it's going to, at one point, buzz, have yeah. to blow at some point. Like, Konami are just sitting on Pachinko Machine licensing at the moment, and they could have so much more if mm-hmm. they just shared it with Shuhei or Jim Ryan or everyone just put it on everything. If it was a Switch exclusive and it looked half decent, I would be happy mm-hmm. just because I feel like it's... We always want new things, right? We always this, this this podcast is about bringing back old stuff, but at the same time, things like Silent Hill shouldn't I don't think should be forgotten because it was such a turn point in survival survival horror with Resident Evil One and Two and Three sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was just a moment that needs to sort of be sort of not respected, but just come back in a way. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. No, it does. I mean, like it was always, it was always the two. It was Resident Evil and Silent Hill. They're the two pillars yeah. of horror in gaming. Like it's just, it's, it's kind of ludicrous. I mean, Konami have a whole separate thing to answer for. Like, where the hell is Castlevania? What the hell have you guys done with Metal Gear? Because Metal Gear Survive does not count as a thing this gen. Um, and it's like, yeah, Konami are a whole separate body of titles that just need to have something done with them. Um, yeah, it's like- been way, it's long overdue. As a franchise as well, it's so malleable, yet it's mm. sort of become trapped in this formula, especially after like they switched developers and they started just pumping out these kind of third-person, more action-orientated games. Like We've seen a franchise like Resident Evil survive because it has reinvented itself over the years. We had the, the original games, and we had four, then we had even the adventures into five and six, then it was rebooted into first person, then we've had the remakes, you know what I mean? It's really <laughs> malleable. And I think the Silent Hill franchise is even more so. You can do so much with that. You can have spin-offs that like, just dive into the pure creativity and horrific imagination of this setting that can facilitate whatever you want to do. If you want to go first person, if you want to go role playing, if you want to go, you know, I don't know, like a classic action game or something, you can do so much with it. And yet they're doing nothing with it. And I think that's what sucks. Because, like Ben Roy said, hey, they made a pachinko machine, killer. right? Don't worry about they it. They made a pachinko machine and they have probably <laughs> farted out some crappy HD remakes on. <laughs> last gen consoles also, yeah like Ben Roy said it's, it's such a it's such a name it's such a respected pillar that not everything has to come back not everything has to be 
pounded into the dust. But there's so much potential in this franchise that for me mm. just hasn't been fulfilled. We have one and two, which are, you know, exceptional. Two is one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. But even after that, like three was pretty good. Four was all right. But there's so much potential to have excellent game after excellent game after excellent game that we only just started tapping into before mm. it was rudely taken away mm-hmm. and also the hd collection like releasing them broken uh mm. not having the fog in silent hill 2 so you could see the edge so of dumb. the game and they never patched it on 360 so playstation got a patch and it was fixed mm-hmm. 360 were just left in the dust to die sort of thing like <laughs> i just think that that just it just throwing it in the bin man like there was there has been so many silent hill games like after like the first three as well it's just crazy how they can do so many and just crap them out poop them out as they come along and then just really muddy it through the the dirt and then we almost got it it's it's weird because we almost got it back with pt and sure it probably wouldn't have been like that silent hill that we all have loved because konami kojima would have done his own sort of thing but I just think in some way that like it's just the first two were phenomenal. I, I really love this third as well because that just ruined me when I was younger, like pl- renting that from like as a blockbuster and playing that like the middle of the night. Just no. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a full on like cerebral horror side to Silent Hill that I feel like. Cause the thing is, I really wanted to see what Kojima had planned because the, there's obviously the PT demo, but then they put out that other CG trailer and um, where it was like the guy walking through the corridor and the door was like bleeding and the walls were bleeding yeah. and everything was kicking off. And I was like, I want to see what is in Kojima's mind when it comes to horror because he still put a bunch of those ideas in Death Stranding um, and I'm just like okay like someone like him um, I forget what you call the horror artist who's potentially tapped in working on this um, like Junji Ito I Junji Ito yeah yeah and it's like his stuff like you look at a lot of his body horror stuff and it's like those two together would do something so creepy and so brilliant and bring the back the composer Yoji uh, I think it's Yamaoka like bring him back mm-hmm. as well like when he was ditched off as well just before Team Silent Hill, Team mm-hmm. Silent binned off it's sort of thing like, like that that whole that whole mesh that whole pot together was just so perfect and yeah. it's like sure there was a down point for horror and like we saw where Resident Evil went into more of an action sort of base with four and that sort of like what sort of spurred them to do the same but they just did it poorly but with Silent Hill you can almost do anything because once mm. you go into Silent Hill or go into that dimension like you can just Whatever you imagine, just not always half-naked nurses, but whatever you can imagine <laughs> can be a thing. It's mm-hmm. like, the, it, it's just, it, it's money on the table. And also, I'm just going to say the first movie is half-decent. I like the first movie, to be honest. I've, uh, I've always held that up as one of the only um, video game movies that's actually good. Haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it was good. But I think, um, actually, I was going to say, speaking of the movie, though, that, um, that theme that they wrote for the movie tends to be thought of as the Silent Hill theme, that piano piece. Yeah. Um, and I would love them to do what Mortal Kombat 11 did. and Because br- for the longest time, Mortal Kombat was like, oh, the movie's over here and the games are over here and we don't, the Mortal Kombat theme is like not us. And then eventually with MK11, they, br- they finally admitted that like people love that theme and um, and they put it on a trailer and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's, it was a thing. And I would love Silent Hill to embrace that as well because I love that piece of music. Um, the next game down is the one that literally nobody cares about, which is Splinter Star. I don't even know yeah. what Spoiler. that is, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Sam and Kane Lynch. I don't something about fi- fishing about, is it a fishing game or something? I, I can't yeah. tell, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, these thoughts also echo what it must be like to work at Ubisoft when talking about Splinter Cell because what the living hell is going on with that series. Do you guys actually think there's any way that it can come back? I kind of, I've just given up at this point. I actually don't really want it anymore. 
given up, uh, yeah. completely given up, Scott. You know what I mean? It's almost become, you know, in terms of our videos, I remember when I realized that we were just saying the same things about, um, like, the next Batman Arkham game. In, in oh, yeah. Rumor yeah. after rumor. And I, I got to a point where we did, like, 100 videos. And I was like, we couldn't tell little Ewan to not do it, though. His, his little heart was <laughs> resting on it. Well, it was, it was always something interesting there, an annoying nugget of interesting info. And mm. I feel the same with Splinter Cell. Every single time a new little tidbit comes in to tease me with Sam Fisher on the other end of the reel. Uh, like, I'm... I, it, it sparks the old receptors in the brain that gets me interested. But ultimately, I'm like, just just put me out my misery. Like, <laughs> I, like, just tell me it's never going to happen, and mm. I'll be okay with it. Like, not everything has to come back. If you're not going to do it, then just 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 stop putting Sam Fisher and other games and teasing me. That's all mm. you have to do. Just just put him to bed. Let him retire in peace. Because this has never been done before. Like we've never seen the character has been in uh, Wildlands DLC. Then they had their own expanded DLC in Deep State. Um, then they had the anime like teaser thing for Rainbow Six. Then they renamed him so he's called Zero, and he's also going to be in the uh, Netflix TV series. So it's just like you. I just don't. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Either they're building awareness or they're testing the waters to be like, does anybody care anymore other than me? Maybe it's a legacy of Kane situation or then all they're what? building towards a big reveal like either either it's spent a cell is still a thing or it's absolutely not anymore i just it what are they doing man it's just yeah i they didn't just put him in wildlands they brought michael ironside back someone who had been retired from the role yeah. after all these like issues that he's had as well and mm-hmm. then you, you're like well this has got to be it he's referencing solid snake and how he's the only one who does anymore and then just you, you listen to that and your heart hurts bit. you're like you just take well he goes like, off to do a mission come. like yeah. he leaves that dlc to yeah. be like oh, i'm gonna go get like a nuclear bomb that's missing or whatever D- doesn't do it just after <laughs> forget about perhaps, it perhaps that was going off to rainbow six land or perhaps it was going off to that <laughs> really dodgy phone game that, that ubisoft put out oh elite squad yeah, yeah. I, I just i even played that because i was like i want to see what he's up to in elite squad he's up to nothing you tap him a few times and he wins it probably come back at one point but like what you should do if you break up someone like delete them off facebook just <laughs> mute them on twitter saying stop just stop giving them the time of day and they'll eventually want the attention they'll come back to you but i think mm-hmm. at this point you've just got to have the breakup with them and just let them be this is very much like Splinter Cell we've, we've done the breakup we've mostly accepted that it was over and then Splinter Cell's the one getting back in touch going hey, hey do you want <laughs> they, a little bit of- they got a job across the street from you on the other side of the office now <laughs> oh. can't go a day without seeing them mate I can't stop thinking about them but at the same time they're not coming over so I, I need to I need to make a clean break <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrible situation to be in and um, the other ones that we had written down which we can sort of rattle off very quickly were Burnout Prince of Persia and Ben Roy you mentioned the James Bond games um, Burnout I feel like um, because they remastered said Burnout Paradise and it got to the top of the UK charts maybe that would come back Prince of Persia um, we had the remastered thing that Ubisoft put out but it did look terrible um, and then the James Bond stuff do you do you feel like EA would go back to being 2000s EA and actually do do the James Bond license justice in game form again well, I, don't, I think Activision might still have it or maybe it's now mm. finally in the ether but what i think a lot of the problems come from daniel craig saying that he wants to slit his wrists like stuff Love like it, that yeah. like really affects the like the he's done two films since then though yeah i mean like he's pretty much like, oh to slit my wrist oh billions oh yeah sure i'm fine <laughs> it's just i no mean time to quit <laughs> no not at all i mean, we can see that film anyway because of yeah no. uh but like Nightfire, for example, like oh, like I would say that that was like the golden eye of the, the PlayStation Two for me. Like Ooh, when I Agent Under when, Fire, when uh, Agent Under nah. what? That was first. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, with you. I'm, I'm with you on both. You had fake Pierce Brosnan face, and you didn't have Pierce Brosnan voice. At least in, in uh, Nightfire, you had Pierce Brosnan's face. But like, <laughs> um, it it just came at like such a right time, and then we 
I didn't play so many of the Craig ones that came after. Like I did play the Golden Eye like reboot thing. Bloodstone which was, kind of was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I never touched that. Like that, I think that came out when I was at university or just in moving like out mm. into London. Like you know, just starting a career, like too busy to play everything sort of thing. Came but, yeah, I mean, Kane and Lynch, I've I've never left. It's never left me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that there's there's scope for it, man. Like slap Daniel Craig's face on it, or slap the next Bond's face on it, or even mm. they've done it, really invented things like the Legends games, where like screw it, we're just going to get a bunch of villains and bring them all into sort of a plot. Or yeah. Goldeneye Rogue Agent, where you don't play as James Bond at all, you play as some sort of like sleeper cell agent who's controlled by Goldfinger, Scaramanga, Doctor No, and um, all these other villains. And in this plot to take over the world, you can do such interesting stuff with all the legacy stuff, or do something new, like in Everything or Nothing, which is... Yeah, which is, is the best one. It's, it's Pierce Brosnan's final film, isn't it? Because he got ditched off because dying of a day, because not of anything he did, but because of all like the bloody CGI surfing down a sort of like wave sort of thing. Oh, he definitely did that. That was all him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just what he did. And they filmed he, him. he personally, <laughs> he personally chose that and the dodgy storyline about how North Korea wants to destroy the world sort of thing. Yeah. But and he no, wanted an invisible car. I, I think not one every year, like EA did for a while, or Activision <laughs> did one every few years. Like you know, maybe two a generation, or give me one sort of thing. Just I do, I, I do. I feel like we obviously we remember these times. I feel like if you're growing up and say if you were born towards the late two thousands and you're growing up being a young little teen and everything, you'll not realize that James Bond used to have this massive footprint in gaming. That like there yeah. are so many titles that we can cite: first person shooters, third person things. Um, that just they have a legacy, and like it just yeah, it's weird that there was a time when EA used their powers for good. The Simpsons game james bond stuff lord of the rings like all these things that used to be done so much better um i hope james bond would come back josh do you want to see a future for war bondy absolutely like Some like bond you two i played those games growing up so much like just absolutely hammered them uh, <laughs> especially um for rush with love i really loved and everything and nothing they were like my two mm. favorites i like the third person ones over the first person ones but i feel like when i when, when we talk about it now i almost a part of me is like that'll never happen that's so antiquated that's so outdated mm. but then i think about it like bond's still like a huge brand like it makes billions at the box office and at the same time we're getting an, an increase in licensed games that have done really well like lord of the rings games i wouldn't have expected them to be made we're getting a harry potter game we've got, Gollum. We've got, we're getting Gollum. we're getting um you know marvel games we've got the avengers we've got spider-man so why not bond bond mm-hmm. is just as viable as all of those and yeah like the character might be a little bit outdated now but he still yeah. brings in a lot of a lot of money and he's perfect for a video game like his adventures translate over so well so why not bring him back in a proper authentic way and make mm-hmm. money off it you know we can have a good time as bond game fans to have a bit of a resurgence even if they only remaster like Nightfire or something i think <laughs> the way nostalgia is at the moment mm. i think that would sell as much of as a tony hawks pro skater or a oh, I tell you what, it, it, considering i don't think ea have got in on the well i guess they're doing the need for speed hot pursuit as their first mm. attempt at this this new level of remakes um so it, it's, it could be i mean i think something like Nightfire would be a really good shout especially with online multiplayer and everything but yes let's what we down in the comments below which sort of franchises have been sitting in out in the cold for way too long and do you want to see come back next generation uh, for now Ivan Scott from what no no that's the end of the video that's the yes. wrong ending I'm, I don't care leave this in I'll keep going this has been it. the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Hilford joined by Ben Roy Turner uh, Kane Lynch <laughs> and Josh Proud goodbye and will Kanye Kanye will Kanye West will can you <laughs> next time <laughs> Uh, uh, Bye, though. See you later. See you later. Good.
Bye. Love that. <laughs> Would you put glasses on? <laughs> <laughs>